Listen, if you dare, to the Lovecraft Tapes. Welcome to the Lovecraft Tapes. I am Jeremy, your keeper of arcane lore, and we play Call of Cthulhu, a sci-fi horror role-playing game based upon the writings of H.P. Lovecraft. Your investigators of the unknown are Brian as Jack Williams. Hey, you guys want to play Truth or Dare? Gabe as Roy McDonough. You guys would have loved the stuff we were talking about before we were recording, but you'll never know, even if you donate the highest Patreon number. And Matt, as Rocky Whiteside. Hope everyone's <coughs> doing okay out there. Let's make a billion Corona jokes, haha. McDonald's did it, we can do it. A million is definitely doable, though. All right, listeners, if you would like to provide feedback or praise or just say hi, drop us a letter from beyond on Twitter at Lovecraft Tapes. Or join our Discord server at discord.lovecrafttapes.com. Get sending, okay? Do we get any emails? Faxes? What about smoke signals? Did you check your mimeograph? I'm checking right now. (laughs) I don't get it. This show is brought to you in part by our generous fans and supporters on patreon.com slash lovecrafttapes. And today we're going to go ahead and just read those in reverse order this time. Yep, 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 yep. So thank you to our old ones, Arissa and Zachary Harley. They're multiplying. Also, thank you to Snackromancer. Barry Robeson, Jordy Rose, Jeff Berry, Cal Sherman, Madeline Turnipseed, Elizabeth Grieve, Chris Parker, Jefferson Bell, Brittany Davis, Lobster Johnson, Olda Polkert, Snow, Jeremy Griffith, Dom Driver, Phil Dickinson, Frank Delventhal, John May, Daniel Caprone, Robert Jameson, Daniel Hissey, Shosuro Ajo, David Winterman, Quizik, Eric Zane, Wouter Vermeyen, Brownie Davis, Davinia Von Zerovich, Karine, Malambra57, John Imray, Eric Phillips, Nathan Crow, Mitchell, Eric Setterberg, George Schmucker, Holden Omans, Hoser underscore 21, Bifford, Jeffrey Young, Alexandra Kroska, Amanda McCalla, Marty Dixon, Nicholas Hatto, A.E. Jonesy, a.k.a. Grave Jones, and finally, Rolling Boxcars. Thanks, guys. Yes, thank you very much. And now Gabe makes fun of all of your names. They didn't pay for that. Rolling boxcars, more like... Boxing roll cars. Whoa! Oh, God! I'll finish the joke when they give me money. <laughs> Before we begin, we need to take a quick commercial break. And now, a word from our sponsor. Well, hello, this is Farmer John here, inviting you to visit us this spring at Hard Knocks Farm. The sun is shining, the birds are chirping, the virus has left the building, and our amusement park is open for business. All your favorite attractions are up and running, so get your tickets today. Scared of cowboy ghosts and ghost cowboys? Well, little buckaroos, Strap on your spurs and grab your EVP, not to mention your PPE. Then get on over to Dry Gulch Ghost Town, where the spirits of the recently deceased wander the dusty streets, but always on the other side of the street. If you catch my drift, looking for a different kind of spin? Climb aboard the Mount Rushmore Ferris Wheel, where we've removed half the cars and our operators wear surgical masks 24-7. Remember, 
You must be 48 inches tall to ride and six feet away from all other riders. Not thrilling enough for you? How about some high-speed action on our premier superhero roller coaster, Captain Trumps? Now, only a few choose to brave this beast, but if you do, you'll feel like you're flying with the crows. Keep your arms inside the coaster at all times or we'll send you walking, dude. All this excitement and more is waiting for you at Hard Knocks Farms, so cash that stimulus check and join us for a summer of fun! Groups of ten or more will be eligible for a ride on our next big attraction, Captain Trump's Revenge, coming this fall. I'm transferring funds out of my tie lady boy fund right now. I hope he doesn't notice that I've been funneling some off of there. Once upon a time, in a faraway land, that product and or service was used to cure all known malignancies with 100% effectiveness. Sadly, times change. Now, that product and or service must dwell 17 miles below the surface of the earth, isolated and alone with its collection of Korean pop albums and collector's edition soda bottles, and a trained colony of ants which can flawlessly perform Shakespeare plays, yet is still lacking that certain something most other luminaries of the stage possess. That extra special ick factor. Ick-er. Got him! That was funny, guys. Hey. Straw. (laughs) <laughs> You're here for the next two weeks, because, you know... Three. Three weeks, because, you know... Learn math. Four. Dumb. Four weeks, because, you know... Now, dear investigators, we continue Case 10 Praise. Previously on the Lovecraft Tapes. Clyde Bobbin's Cabin in the Woods seems at first to contain nothing more interesting than old memorabilia and cobwebs. After some digging, though... It's obvious there are more secrets to uncover. Rocky bravely retrieves a mysteriously magnetic marble that Jack dropped below the house before listening to some creepy reel-to-reel tape recordings. Jack documents all the strange and diverse objects found in the footlocker before joining his fellow former FBI agent outdoors. Roy discovers the septic tank isn't connected to the cabin's plumbing and decides to delve into the shed for more evidence gathering. Rocky, you're sitting at the kitchen table, bent forward toward the tape player, listening intently to the disembodied chants of fervent believers gathered in a remote evangelical church lost in time past. Their unintelligible words swirl and coalesce as you struggle to comprehend. There is an electric thrill that vibrates through your body as if your physical being somehow recognizes these utterances even if your mind is reeling in ignorance. Please roll intelligence. I needed a 60, I rolled a 16, which is a hard success. Please increase your Cthulhu mythos by one. What? Woohoo! Can I roll intelligence? And you'll notice that your uh, maximum sanity just went down. An increase in Cthulhu mythos automatically reduces your max sanity. Well, that's bunk. You're immediately overwhelmed by a vision of undulating mass blackness 
grinning in the darkness punctuated by thousands of cat eyes. You hear these chants echoing off each other and overlapping in the church. And it's almost as if you're now standing in that church from decades ago. And it starts to make sense to you. The words begin to create a phrase that you recognize. That vision of this cat-eyed, black, writhing mass you know instantaneously that it is called the filler of space. Hey, Roy, get in here. They're talking about you. I'm busy. Go park the car in the Harvard yard. I only do it for a dollar. Terrible accent, that of which you is from. As this vision implodes in your brain, you slump forward and lose consciousness. Schlumped. Jack. You're staring down at the blood-smeared grin of the workbench vice. Dark liquid is seeped into the wood-planked top of the table, and there are bits of unidentifiable material on the edges of the steel jaws. What in God's name went on here? Barely detectable beneath the familiar scent of lawnmower gas and grass seed, you smell something rotten, reminding you of the desiccated corpses of a family of field mice you once found in the basement when you were younger. I glance back over to see how far Roy is away from me. 20, 30 feet. So I'm going to kneel down and get a closer look and smell. Give me a spot hidden, please. I needed a 77. I rolled an 87. You're overwhelmed by that memory of finding that small family in a nest of wood shavings in the basement in one corner. Go ahead and describe to me what that experience was like when you were younger. I'm going down the stairs, trying to dig through uh, some of my mom's stuff to see if I can find something to sell at the pawn shop. Just make a little bit of extra money so I can buy some stuff. And I get a whiff of something sharp, like hamburger that's gone off. And I can't help myself but follow the smell. And behind one of the boards... I pry it back open, and there's a pile of wood chips. And I'm like, oh, well, that's a weird spot for wood chips. Must be a squirrel or something. So I reach in with my hand and immediately recoil. Something is wet and soggy with little sharp bits. I look around to see what I can find to, to investigate further. I grab a towel that's stuffed in the dresser. Pull that out and reach in and put the towel over the chips and pull them out. As I peel back the towel, it reveals an entire family of mice. Obviously a mother and its young that didn't survive, but they should not still be malleable. There's something wrong with these. They're not decaying, but the smell is so rancid that I immediately hurl. You feel that same, like... The wave of nausea coming over me. And I felt that same urge that I had to, to follow the smell for some reason. You're nauseated by the smell, but you're also attracted to it for some weird nostalgic reason. Roy, you haven't witnessed this much gas in one place since Greta made a 15-bean casserole with fresh jalapenos for dinner once. Once. Either Clyde Bauman was stocking up to mow his yard during the apocalypse, or he was practicing to be an amateur arsonist. Twenty gas cans? They glisten in the light from your cell phone. The thought of how big a fire this stockpile could create makes your skin crawl. Towards my lighter. Boom. Well, I'll grab down the most accessible one and sort of look it over. Go ahead and give me a spot hidden, please. I need a 75. I got a 54, because I am great. 
you pull off the top one and you could feel it. It is completely full. You can hear the sloshing. And tucked right up underneath that can was a a receipt. Uh, it appears to be an old gas station receipt dated just a little over two months ago. And it is for the gas cans and Philip. I'll make some boomer remark about the gas prices and be like, oh, those gas prices that are what they are right now. Inspiring. I know. I'm great. Did I, did I mention that? I'll, uh, I'll sort of set it away from them and maybe sort of see if I can figure out if something's behind the canisters, maybe like a little door slot or something. No, they were stacked exactly against the wall to the left of the door. Every single one is full. They appeared to have been filled rather hurriedly. Anybody who had taken their time wouldn't have sloshed so much on the outside. Hey, Jack. Yeah, what? What? What's going on? I think one of these gas cans has the golden ticket in it. We need to start chugging. Chug, chug. Oh, I swallowed the ticket. <laughs> I think this dude was trying to get out of here fast. Yeah, it looks, looks to be so. Something. Check this out. I'm going to motion him over to the bench. Come check this out over here. Okay, we switch spots. <laughs> <laughs> As I pass him, I go, look at the bench. There's a bunch of stuff on it. Go look at how he filled the gas cans. <laughs> All right, what's over there? What 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 do you need me to look at? I'm sure my thing's cooler. There's there's uh, blood and extra stuff on this workbench and on the vice. I want to see if you know what it might be from, if it's an animal or worse. Can I... Taste it? Yes. So I'll go over and I'll look at it. Can I natural world roll this? Um, this would be something akin to forensics, probably. But if he's specifically asking me if I might know if it's something of this world or not. For you, natural world is 60, so I'd say, yeah, go for that. Why not? Yeah, I just want to use it because I put 60 into it and I've never used it once. Why did you do that? Because uh, I just needed a 60 and got a 38, mister. I'm sure you have something stupid. That's a success. Roy, you approach the bench and take a gander at it and... Almost immediately you can tell because, come on, you're Roy Royal. He shoots it. <laughs> die, table, die. The gasoline explodes after the bullet ricochets off the vice. It starts ricocheting all over the room, never never hit, never losing speed. Shoots your own gun out of your hand. This is quite clearly probably human blood, and that is human flesh tissue on the vice. This is quite clearly maybe that thing. I hate to break it to you, Jack, and I certainly don't know how you've made it this many years into service and not be able to figure out this is a human. It's a human? I thought we were humans. The human is a workbench? No, dummy. The gasoline is human. Oh, liquid people. I get it. I walked back over to my place because your thing bored me. I'm going to roll natural world on the gasoline. Well, we're waiting. I pull out my dice and I throw them onto the gasoline. So what do you think the remains may be? It seems pretty fresh. Smells fresh. I hate to break it to you. Again? I think we're going to have to get into that septic tank. Why the septic tank? Because some weird junk was going on there Wait. a little while ago. What do you mean? I heard some noises, maybe some voices. I can't really say. No, you can. It's okay. Go ahead. Oh, okay. I feel safe now. This is a safe space. Rock me back and forth. Cradle your head, the back of your head. I need some milk. I'll start unbuttoning a shirt. I've got nipples, Jack. Can you milk me? I, I can't really say. I don't I don't know what it was, but it definitely, it was either coming out of the woods or out of the septic tank, and the woods are going to take a lot longer. Why don't we walk over real quick and check it out? 
Okay. Let's leave this open in case we need quick Grab access. the blood, dude. Oh, okay. Let's scoop it into my hand. I got it. Now what do I do? That's Delta Green property right there. I'm going to go out the door. Wh- which way is it? It's pretty much halfway between here and that bitchin' outhouse that got really improved by somebody, No, but nobody commented on it. All right, I'm going to start heading over towards uh, where he described the... The hatch is at. And I'll come with him even though he's leading, though I know exactly where it is. Every time he gets a little closer, I walk a little bit faster ahead. <laughs> I'm going to get there first. And so, Jack, you see as well, there is a hatch in the ground that clearly looks like it belongs to a septic tank buried in the ground. It has a huge padlock on it. Looks much more massive than the one that was on the shed. All right, I'm going to put my hand up and kneel down towards the hatch and kind of put my head in to listen to see if I can hear anything. I'm going to wrap my knuckle on the on the lid as I listen. Go ahead and give me a listen roll. Uh, you're not that good at hip-hop. I don't know if you want to really try and rap. Yeah, listen. I needed a 35. I rolled a 29. That sucks, my sus. You hear somebody crying very faintly. Roy, shh, I'm listening. <laughs> Quickly stand up and take a step back. Roy, somebody's in there. It's not me. I hope not. You're right next to me, you jackass. I told you I was hearing something. I'm not going crazy. No, I believe you. 100%. You'll never force me to retire. Let's go back in the house and let Rocky know what we found and let's put a plan together. Okay. Sorry, I'm going to head towards the, the cabin. In the woods. And I'll follow. Roy, why don't you go ahead and give me a listen roll, buddy? I need a 37. I got a 53. That's a fail. You hear a call of a owl in the treetops. How many licks does it take to get to the center of the septic tank? And we'll walk a distance away from each other so no one can claim we were holding hands. Six feet away. No, we don't care about that. We just don't want to be caught holding hands. I mean, not that we didn't do it. We're not. No, we never held hands. No. We didn't hold hands. I don't mean caught. I mean... It didn't happen. No, we don't want people to think that, Roy. Shh. You guys walk into the cabin and you see Rocky at the kitchen table, slumped over, and the reel-to-reel player is just sort of flapping. Smacking him in the face. So this guy yells at me about my sleeping, and then he goes and takes a nap. I quickly uh, traverse the room and put my hand on his shoulder and lift him up him. to see if he's actually sleeping or if... As soon as you put your hand on his shoulder, he comes to. Ugh. He startled me. It almost always happens. Don't sneak up on me like that, man. Rocky, did you, um, were you sleeping? Um, no, I, uh, the tape, I was, um, listening to the, the reel-to-reel and they were saying, uh, something. Fall asleep? Well, well, I'll, I'll, like, stroll in and sit down at the table across from him. Well, look who's sleeping on the job. Was it me? Was it Roy? The guy who's old and tired and mom likes better than you because you suck i'm just gonna backhand him from across the table you can't reach i've determined how long this table is i needed a 25 i rolled a 14 that's a success i needed a 36 (laughs) i got a 12 that's a hard success in midair you grab his hand and snap so how many points of damage what do i roll how many points of damage do i do no no he's dead (laughs) see you guys later (laughs) fuck you and i'll catch his hand and slam it onto the table 
Let me finish, young one. So you want to dog on me for being tired when I have all these kids so it's justified. Because no one could stop me from having those kids. It's just something that God made happen and I'm here for the ride. And yet you're out here having no kids, sleeping on the job just because it's late. I'll let you know that ESPN After Dark is still on. We don't sleep through that. We sleep after, after dark. So what do you have to say for yourself? Put these on, and I'm going to hand him the headphones. <clears throat> Immediately falls asleep. I'll put them on, because I have no reason to not. And I'm going to reset the, the tape that was on the reel-to-reel and start playing it again. So, yeah, it sounds uh, like a bunch of people babbling in a church, Roy. Well, go ahead and give me a listen roll. I need a 37. I got a 13. That's a hard success. You hear what is clearly a congregation in some evangelical church. These people are probably doing some sort of snake handling during whatever ritual they're performing. And as you listen, you can clearly hear that someone gets bit and is yelling out, screaming. You hear them die. You can hear other people sort of surrounding this person and trying to calm him or her down. You could hear like this gurgling sound, their voice choked out by some sort of blood-flecked foam. That's the vision you get in your mind. Oh, what a world. What a world. I'm melting. (laughs) I'll take them off. What about it? Contents of that tape doesn't strike you as odd in any way. Well, I hear something disturbing, that's for sure. Something maybe that Jack could handle since he's from Snake Land and there's snakes, but... Hey, Jack, get over here and listen to this. Well, we've got something to talk about before we listen to another round of your tape. Hold on, rewind it. It'll only take a couple hours. There's somebody locked up in the septic tank. I just heard her crying. There's a woman. Didn't we get a note from Clyde that specifically said we'd be happier if we didn't look inside the septic Didn't tank? we specifically get a note from Delta Green that said to check everything and erase every possibility? Uh, we could erase the tank without having to actually look inside. There's gasoline in the shed. It's underground. We're going to burn a hole into the ground. Roy, didn't you say there was a uh, outhouse? Yeah, but it's like weird. It leads to the house with its piping and stuff. Oh, it doesn't lead to the septic tank? Pretty sure I followed the piping back to the house. Well, there goes that idea. Well, let's go home. On the road again. I say we uh, we cover our bases. Let's each get grab some gas and walk over to the septic tank and pop it open. I mean, we have to. It's our duty. We gotta put the gas in it somehow if that's what the note said. Well, how about we make sure that it's not like some little girl trapped before we start... I'm, I'm, I'm kidding, guys. We're gonna blow it up. I was going to say, it's been a couple months since somebody's been out here. If that was a person, they'd have been dead by now. Or by dawn. I know what I heard when I heard it. What? I know what I heard when I heard it. He makes a good point, though. Could a a human being survive locked up in that septic tank, presumably without food or possibly water for several months? So it might not even be a septic tank. It might just be an underground prison. It's a bunkered. It could be a bunker. What do you guys think? I told you what I think. I say we just dump the gasoline in there, light it, and walk away without looking back at the explosion because cool guys never look. Before we get out there, who's got matches or a lighter? So you're... Wait, hold on. Let's dial it back. Rocky, you're telling me the guys from Mythbusters aren't cool? Because they always are looking at their explosions. Yes. All right, let's go. All right. I'm going to pick up the uh, iron dagger. Okay. Just in case. You don't have a gun with you? Just in case? I do. All right, let's go, fellas. All right. I'm going to grab one of the other tear gas grenades on our way out. And as I see him grab it, I'll just wave mine at him and be like, I got it covered. <laughs> Flashlight in hand and iron knife dagger in the other. I'm going to start heading up towards the shed again. There is no tin 
tinge of purple or yellow along the treetops. It is pitch, pitch black. And because you are out here in the wilds of Wisconsin, way up north, there is no city lights to distract, no neighbors nearby, and above the late February crystalline clear sky looks down at you. The stars look as though they are much closer than they should be, pressing down. And Rocky, you get a particularly strange feeling as you look up at the leering stars shining back. What's your feeling? I have to pee. <laughs> well, don't use the outhouse. Pipes go right back into the house. It's weird. If you piss in the outhouse, you're going to piss all over the bathroom in the house. Got a little pipe coming up in the bathroom into the toilet in the house. It is uh, quite colder now. It's dropped at least 15, 20 degrees. So you can see your breath coming out as you walk. Hey, guys, I'm smoking. I steal his breath. You take my breath away. As he breathes out, I go, and suck it in. <laughs> I now have your soul. Within a couple of minutes, you find yourself shivering slightly at the, the shed, the door of which is still open. I'm going to reach in and start handing out Jug's magazine. Jackpot, boys! And then I'm going to grab the gas. If you excuse me, I need to use the outhouse for... They're all soaked in gas, though, but who cares? Hey, I love the smell of gasoline, and I love a Jug's magazine. Well, unfortunately for you, Jack, they're Juggalo magazine. Oh, although... Wait, hold up. We down with the clown? Yeah, yeah. I'll be in the outhouse for the next five minutes or so you know not only does rocky have to pee he also has to icp oh snap your fingers how many gas cans are you gonna take i'm gonna hand out two to each of them and i'm gonna take one five cans of gas yeah, holding the flashlight up so everybody sees that i have a light for us to get over there anybody got a light <laughs> six months later three people were found burned to death outside of a cabin rocky has two cans uh, roy has two cans and, and jack has one can Look at my cans. Heading over to the septic tank. Set my can down and uh, start fumbling for the keys down on one knee with the padlock in my hand. (gasps) I didn't think you'd do it here. (laughs) And you see uh, there is one labeled with just an M. For murder. Everything else says cabin, shed. What would M stand for? Mudda. Monkey? Meptic tank. I'm going to slowly slide the key into the lock. Unlock the lock and take it off, but don't open the hatch yet. I'm going to turn my back and go, I hope nothing happens. And I'll kick him in the back of the head. Oh, oh, oh. Wait, do we actually have somebody here that has like a lighter or matches or something? I said that before we left. Who has the lighter? I have a gun. I've got extra socks. (laughs) It's going to be really hard to light this gasoline without something to... You think a gun won't work? No, Mythbusters proved that. Yeah, but we don't watch that show. So it'll work. Everybody check your inventory. Give me a luck roll. I needed a 51, I rolled an 8, that's an extreme success. I have my whole collection right here, boys. What I happen to have is a a commemorative Zippo lighter from my youth back when I was uh, roaming around. Has uh has the, the agency's logo on it, and it says thank you for your years of service on it. Sounds great! I, I failed, so I didn't find anything. Yeah, I failed as well. I, I found everything. Rocky's got you covered. Oh, he's got it. Ah, why is he lighting it at us? <laughs> All right, guys. I have my can sitting in front of the door. I'm going to go around the back of the door. I'm going to lift it up. You guys start pouring and don't stop until every can is empty. Why are we not going to check this first? I think we covered that. Not well. No, it's not a well. It's a septic tank. 
I expressed that I heard voices. Yeah, I heard something too. I heard a, a, a female voice crying. So why are we going in for the kill without any... Why am I the voice of reason here? I don't know. Because there's no way any normal human being could survive for two months in total isolation without food or water. What makes you think there isn't food or water down there? We don't know what kind of nut we're dealing with. Probably an almond. Cashew? Definitely Brazil nut, but that's besides the point. All right, if you want to check it out, I'm going to open the lid. Rocky, you get ready. Roy, here's my flashlight. Jack, you absolutely feel more than a twinge of doubt about your strategy. And Rocky, even you, with your uncaring and cavalier attitude, you you also realize that, yeah, Roy is kind of making some sense here. You hate to admit that. But if you guys do proceed, there will be a penalty to you sanity wise oh bring it on i'm gonna lift it rocky you be on the ready with your gun roy check it out three two one i open the hatch roy you shine the flashlight down into the septic tank and at first you see it looks terrible down there it's a septic tank but it's not a very big one it's about Six feet deep, about six feet wide, and about ten feet long. What you're struck by first is that it's obviously completely black down there, completely dark. But it's only slightly damp. So you would expect a septic tank in working condition to have, you know, a lot more stuff in there. But there's only just like a little bit of water on the floor. You could tell that there was a ladder that was attached to the hatch, but that is missing. And so it's quite clear that somebody has made some modifications to this. And in one corner, you see what appears to be a middle-aged woman cowering down. She's dressed in scraps of clothing, and her skin is all mottled and looks like it's almost like sores that have opened up. You can also see just below the hatch, there are bloody claw marks on the walls as if she was trying to get out at some point. And she looks toward you, up towards the light. You can see that the light is just, she instantly flinches, but she's like trying to look towards light and she starts moving towards the middle of the septic tank away from the corner. And she's calling out, hello, hello, hello. can you help me get some help? Yes, we're here. So we burn it, right? Oh, oh, thank God, thank God he did this, he did can you help me? All right, we'll be down. How long have you been in here? I I I lost track of time. I don't I don't know. All right, we're gonna come down there and get you out. Can, can you just help me out? And she reaches up a an arm, and I'm immediately gonna point my gun right at her. You move any closer, and I pull the trigger. Stay put. Roy, give me a spot hidden, please. I need a seventy-five. I got a two. That's an extreme. As you look down. At this outstretched hand, you see the unmistakable mark of a vice that ripped the flesh off of her forearm. You also see that her feet and lower legs are swollen and her skin is sort of sagging off of almost like tallow off of a candle dripping. And because you rolled so well, you're pretty darn sure that she probably has no right to be alive. So as I noticed this, I I was reaching to grab her hand, and I'll pull it away for a second. 
no, no, please, please. I, I just need to eat and rest and everything's going to be okay. Is, is, he, is he gone? Is he gone? He's gone, ma'am. We're going to get you out of there. We just need to do it in a safe fashion. Oh, thank you, thank you. Uh, please have been down here so long. And I'll pull back to Jack. She shouldn't be alive. I don't think so either. Yes, I said that earlier. No, you didn't say that, actually. You said, no way she's alive. You didn't say she shouldn't be alive. I said there's no way that any normal human being could survive without food or water locked in a small chamber for two there's months. There's water down there, dummy. Haha, I win the argument. We need to get a rope, because I'm not pulling her out. You still want to pull her out? Look, she's not a normal human, but she's... I have no reason to believe she's not human yet. And if we're able to pull her out, we'll have the upper advantage if something goes wrong. Alright, go get a rope. Jack, why don't you go help him find a rope somewhere? I'll keep an eye on that. And uh, both Roy and Jack, you guys do recall that there was some rope in the uh, shed. Roy, let her know we have to shut this lid for a minute. And we'll be right back. Oh, no, if you want to leave it with me, I'll keep an eye on her. You go Jack, get your rope. Jack, stay here, and I'll just go get the rope. Not because I don't trust Rocky. You sure you can get it, get there and get back quick? It's like I'm, I'm, I can see it. It's not that far. I can smell it. All right, I'll sprint and grab it because he's timing me now. On your marks, get ready, go. And I'll run and grab it. All right, so he sprints towards the shed to go get some rope. Rocky, what are you thinking? I'm thinking this, and I'm going to kick one of the cans of gasoline over and let it start pouring into the septic. I grab the can real quick and stand it back. What are you doing? We need to make sure first. I've been in this game a lot longer than either of you have. And I've learned the hard way several times that when something seems too good to be true that it is. Especially more so in this field. I mean, think about it. Even if she had access to whatever type of liquid is down there, she still hasn't had food for two months. You know how long it takes a human to starve to death? Six minutes. I eat a candy bar. I think you're right, but we need to do this together. We need to convince Roy. He knows the truth. We're a team. Look, you know my brother. Even if I am right, you damn well know he's going to do the exact opposite of whatever I say just because he can't handle someone else being right. So maybe you should say we shouldn't kill her. Oh, that's a good idea. Hey, Roy, let's not kill her. <laughs> Look, there are certain things that, as much as I hate him, even I don't want to put on him. And the burden of having to deal with whatever is down there is something I, I don't feel he could handle. I still say we have to wait till he gets back. Tell you what, we pour the gasoline in, and then, if we decide to pull her out anyway, we just wash it off. You do what you want. I'm going to wait for Roy. And I'm going to keep pouring gasoline into the septic tank. I'm going to turn over my shoulder. Roy, hurry up! So Rocky kicks the uh, gasoline can over, and gasoline starts gurgling into the opening of the hatch. And immediately, the woman below starts screaming and stepping away from the hatch opening. No, please, please don't. He said he was going to do that to me. So at the shed, I'm going to tie the rope around my waist. Okay. And then I'll come back. It runs and jumps, dives in. Hold the other end. Walk up to Rocky and push him away. Just wait till he gets back. We need to make sure. Your funeral. And I'm going to walk back to the cabin. Roy is coming out of the shed at this point. Took him long enough. Is he looking at the Jugs magazines? (laughs) So, Roy, you see Rocky stalking away. I'll walk up to Jack. Ma'am, stand back. We're coming in. What the hell is he doing? He, he kept pouring the gas and I told him to wait till you got back and he just left. That guy can't stand the one time that I have a moral bone in my body, huh? He can't stand that he's wrong? I don't think it's about you, Roy. It's always about us. I think it's about what he's been through in his life. He hasn't been through shit. 
He doesn't care. No, he has. He went down in there. Oh. It's all shit. I was under the house. Where do you think oh, those pipes Oh, right into his face. <laughs> You're the anchor. Let's lower the rope down. Tell her to tie it around her waist. Let's get her up here and make a decision. I'm going to cover her with my gun and this iron knife. Ma'am, I'm lowering a rope. <gasps> oh, thank God. Oh, thank God. Tie it around your waist and we'll pull you up. Ma'am, are you a shapeshifter? A what? I'll draw long sleeves out prepared. And I'm not actually going to go back to the cabin. I'm going to stop about halfway just far enough out into the darkness that they can't tell that I'm not there. Roy, you can see that uh, she ties the other end of the rope around her waist. She's splashing a bit in the gasoline. She finishes tying it and grasps a hold of it. And all of her skin slides off. I'll tug on it and then I'll start walking backwards to pull her up. As she comes out of the hatch, uh, Jack, where are you about? I'm standing to the left of the hatch, back probably about three or four feet, I'd say, from the hatch. You can see as she breaches the hatch, this woman looks horrifying. Indeed, her skin is bluish gray, and it looks like a corpse, Jack. A living, moving, talking corpse. Roy, are you seeing this? I back up a little bit to, like, shoulder to shoulder with Roy, because he's backing up to pull her up. Yes, Jack. What the hell is this? I'm not proud of the decision I made anymore. Roy, we might need to cut this line. And I'll call out to the woman. Hello? Yes. Who are you? How long were you down there? I I don't know. He left me. Who is he? Clyde, my husband. (gasps) Do you know what happened to Clyde? No, what, what happened to him? He's dead. Oh, oh, good, good. He did this to me. What did he do, other than the obvious? He was into some dark things, always looking for secrets. He found them, terrible secrets. He was a sick man. He said some kind of pagan prayer. He said he was going to make me his slave forever, but it didn't work, so he locked me in the tank. What do we do, Jack? How long How long have you been in that tank? You have to have known how long. I don't have a swatch. Oh, well here, I have an extra one. Now we're swatch buddies. What's the last date you remember? I don't remember. My my brain doesn't work as well anymore. It's It's dying. Who was the last NBA champion before you went into the hole? Celtics. <laughs> Woo, party! Swatch buddies <laughs> <Yeah>! for life. <laughs> Ma'am, I don't think you're alive. I don't think I am either. I think I just need to rest, though, and then I'll be okay. Ma'am, that's not going to help. Why not? There's no rest area around here? What are we, out in the sticks? What's going on? Yes, we're out in the sticks. Oh, I see all the sticks. Lady. And I'm going to take a few steps forward towards her with my gun pointed right at her head. What do you know of the filler of space? I know that he wants you. And I'm going to shoot her in the head. All right. We are going to enter some combat. So let's get our ducks in a row. Don't forget, Roy is still tied to her. (laughs) I I know. This is going to help me more than it's going to hurt me. Trust me. I'm going to load my lighter into my gun and shoot her with my lit lighter. (laughs) Zippo to the rescue. Sponsor us, Zippo. You have the option. You said you're going to fire, so fire away. Damn. I needed a 74. I rolled a 79. It's a failure. I'm going to spend five points of luck to make that connect. And what's the uh, damage on that? Three. So uh, she is going to dodge. She needed a 43. She rolled an eight. It may be a trick of the light or something, but it almost looks like she shifts in space six inches to the left of where she was. 
It happened in the blink of an eye. Jack. After seeing what I just saw, a shot fired and her dodge it unnaturally, I'm going to fire with my short sleeves. I needed a 64. I rolled a 57. That's a success with nine damage. And she is going to, uh, yeah, she'll dodge it. Needed a 43, rolled a 76. So, Jack, you see the bullet just tear a hideous wound in her abdomen and... You see this singe of black gunpowder as it burns the hole of the blue-gray skin. And her entrails start to slip out of the hole. And she screams. And then it's her turn. Run away! Jack could have used his turn to cut the rope, but he didn't. Jack, you would actually be the closest. Because you were close to the hatch at first and backing up towards... Towards Roy. Correct. That is correct. And so she's coming straight at you with her claws. Claws. Outstretched. Claws. In the starlight, Jack, you can just barely make out as she swipes her claw down towards your face. The hole in her gut is visibly knitting together. (gasps) Cyborg. I knew it. She's going to take a swipe at you. I'm fighting back. She needed a 75 and rolled a 70, so you're going to fight back with your gun? Correct. I needed a 64. I rolled a 99. That's a fail. So she uh, did a claw on your face for three points. I'm down to 10. Go ahead and give me a dexterity roll to keep hold of your gun. I needed a 60. I rolled a 41. That's a suck my sass. I'll sort of tug the rope back and I'll shoot with long sleeves. I needed a 30. I got a 68. That's a fail. She's going to fight back with a claw, and she needed a 75. She rolled a 55. She's going to give you four points of damage, and the rope is severed at your waist. Okay, so now we're at the top of the round, and I believe Mr. Rocky. Kind of juke around to the outside and make a sprint for a can of gasoline. I'm going to shoot her in the head. So have at it. I need a 64. I rolled a 43. That's a success. Four damage. She's going to try a dodge. 37, so that's an equal. That's a tie. In ties, we know what happens. Uh, She dies instantly. Draw is initiator wins. So four damage in her eye. She seems less than phased. She's like, come on, man. You shoot her blank in the face, and the bullet hits her eyebrow. And glances off the bone, you see the skin peel back, and there's the whiteness of bone underneath. And then it starts to knit together by itself. Roy? I'm going to shoot, because I have not formulated a better plan. I needed a 30, I got a 23, that's a suck, uck, 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 sess, So it would have been five points. Uh, She's going to try to dodge you as well. She needed a 43 and rolled a 91, so she's going to go ahead and take that five points of damage. And I shot her in the eye. You shot her in the other eye. No, I shot her right where where Jack shot her. Immediately, yeah. The bullet enters into her cranium this time. It goes through the bone, and you can hear it pop out the back of her head. And you see a bit of spray exit out the back of her skull. But then she's straight back up, looking at you and grinning. And I'll just say, when she looks at me, I'll be like, I I was ready to save you. It is now her turn. What should she do? Jump back into the, the septic tank. So she goes up to... Jack, who is right there, of course. Give him a high five. And says, give me kisses. Oh, shoot. Yeah, baby. Hershey's kisses? And she's going to lash out at you. Wait, 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 wait. You need some certs mini mints first. Yeah, I'll toss him some Altoids. You just hear, Roy, how you doing? <laughs> uh, Jack, what would you like to do in retaliation? What would I roll to stab her with the iron knife up through her chin into her brain? That's a fighting, fighting brawl. brawl? 
I have a 25 in Fighting Brawl. So you're saying there's a chance. Well, there's always a chance, but only if Gabe says extreme. I've been getting successes with 30s, so you'll get an extreme. Okay, that's what I'm doing. I failed. Did you not hear me? I got a 95. I needed a 25. She got a 75, needed a 75, rolled a 24. That's a hard success. So she leans in and gives you a smoochy smooch. Three points. So next up it is Rockaloo. I want to juke around the outside and go for a can of gasoline. You got it, baby. You got a can of gas. He drinks it. I <laughs> start chugging. See you, losers. I'm out. Okay, so I'm going to make sure it's open and I'm going to charge towards her and I want to try hitting her with gas. Just sort of like splashing it on her? Yeah, I want to try and I want to try and soak her with some gasoline so I can light her on fire. As she's making out with Jack. Does it sound like a Dex? Yeah, I would say that. Fuck. I needed a 60. I rolled an 86. That's a failure. You weren't expecting that she was going to go for Jack. You thought maybe she'd juke towards Roy, but instead she jumped on Jack and starts chewing on his neck. That's a hell of a hickey. We're at the top of the round, guys. I am going to still shoot her just like towards the back-ish. So I won't kill Jack unless I fumble. Which I got an extreme, but it was only worth three points, so it doesn't matter. So uh, she needed a 43 and got a six, which is an extreme. Roy needed a 30, rolled a two. So well done, Roy. So yeah, you fire away and blast a hole in the back of her torso. And it immediately seals up. She doesn't even flinch. And Marlene runs towards the tree line. I'm going to try and hit her with gas. I needed a 60. I rolled a 20. That is a hard success. Nice. So, yep, you get some gasoline on her as she runs past. Jack, you know what to do, and I'm going to toss in my Zippo. And I'm going to put it in my pocket. Thanks! I'm going to light my cigar. (laughs) As I see the lighter coming through the air, in one motion, I'm going to grab the lighter, light it, and continue the motion in a throw right at her back. So you needed a 20. You rolled a 27. You are spending seven points of luck. So you you flip the lighter through the air it strikes the back of marlene and she ignites and she's running at a natural speed towards the tree line screaming what do you guys want to do guys we screwed this royally we have to hunt her down can't be that hard to follow a burning woman through a forest did you see how fast she was moving yeah but any faster, and she's putting that fire out. Well, we can stand, and we can talk, or we can go, and I'm going to start running along the same path that she was taking. I'll give chase as well. I'll do what Roy approximates as running. It's a chase sequence. Time to roll drive auto. Oh, Jesus, no. <laughs> All right, uh, what is everybody's move rate? Eight. Nine. What do you mean, no? Eight. So Roy kneels down, adopts the runner's stance. On your box? Gets set in his head. He hears that. Gives the other guys just like, you know, a couple feet head start and then just blazes past him. And then I'll trip on the rope that's dangling <laughs> from my waist. <laughs> well, it isn't any longer. She sliced it. And as a matter of fact, Roy, you realize that the rope is still tied to her waist. Step on it. Okay, so I'll grab onto the rope that's right in front of me and get dragged by it. Insert the Benny Hill theme song. You're going to need to uh, make a roll in order to get the jump on this, and I'm going to say it's probably going to be a dexterity roll. So I needed an 80, and I got an extreme, which is a 10. Hot damn. (laughs) So as I'm running, I'll sort of like lean forward and try and tug onto it and like she's like sort of pulling me so my heels are dragging across it and there's like smoke coming out of my heels hot 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 and you start going she is just about ready to reach the tree line and 
You leap forward, grab a hold of the end of the rope, dig in your heels, as you said. You feel resistance 15 feet away. And you stop so suddenly, you hear this sickening crack. And then a sort of a wet, spongy sound. And you fall backwards with a rope in your hand as you feel it give way on the other end. You just ripped her in half. That's hot. All right. (laughs) That's hot. And then as you guys are just a few feet away from Roy, who is now flat on his back holding the rope, you can hear the scuttling of leaves in two different directions. Son of a bitch. I'm going to head towards one of the directions with my flashlight out, shining towards the sound. And I'm going to, I guess I will head towards the the other sound of scuttling with my gas can at the ready. I'll brush myself off and then easily catch up to Jack. I look over and he's just next to me. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And as the three of you enter the forest, you smell the sickening stench of burned flesh. Tune in next time as we play another reel of the Lovecraft tapes. Holy crap. I don't know. What could she be? We should have let her on fire the first time. Yeah, we didn't go insane, though. Lighting her on fire didn't really do anything. My virile strength helped rip her in half, and then still nothing was achieved because now we have to split up. I don't know what she would be, though. She's obviously some sort of supernatural undead something, seeing as she has some sort of weird healing powers. Right. Oh, God, let's hope she's not a starfish and that now that we split into she's gonna regrow into two marlenes no what did you think uh, about what she said about <sighs> clyde yeah i could see that near the end of his career after witnessing everything that he has seen trying to get something out of it for himself maybe a little corrupt maybe a little insane it's clearly a reason that delta green wanted him gone or she was just saying something to be sympathetic. She was trying to make you feel bad so that you would let her out, which is what I thought was going on in the first place. Mr. Big Smart Guy, I'm so much smarter than the other players. Plus, there was absolutely nothing in his apartment to indicate that he had gone off the deep end at all. True. Well, I just assume anyone Delta Green wants us to deal with went off the deep end in some way. It is time for some hashtag recommendos, so please roll deep on every. Brian, Matt, me, and Gabe. So, my recommendo is Afro Samurai, an oldie but a goodie. Afro is an incredibly talented swordsman whose father was decapitated in front of his eyes when he was a child. That traumatic experience caused an innocent little boy to have a mind flustered with revenge. Basically, what he does is the best fighters in the world are fighting after the number one headband. They want to be number one. And you have to work your way up in the ranks. So he spends his life getting revenge by working up to the number one that killed his father so he can kill the number one and become the best. And the best part about the animation is it's voiced by Samuel L. Jackson. So check it out. Afro Samurai. You can see it on Hulu right now. Crunchyroll has it. Nice. Okay, cool. Uh, Matt, I think you're up next. It's been a while and people might have thought I've forgotten, but I hadn't. I do still own a Nintendo Switch. And this week I'm going to say that you should go out and pick up Animal Crossing New Horizons for your Nintendo Switch. The latest game in the Animal Crossing series in this one, you are set on a deserted island, just you and everyone's favorite raccoon, Tom Nook, and two other villagers, and it's up to you to, from the ground up, turn this deserted desert island into a thriving kind of tropical village. You have to, you know, build houses, you have to help people build their houses, you get to, you know, choose where all the shops 
perks are going to be you get to terraform the island, so if you want to add in new rivers and new waterfalls and whatnot, you can do that. In the same vein as games like Harvest Moon and Stardew Valley, and it is one of the most relaxing games I know. One of the one of the unique features of the game is that it's linked to real time. So when someone says, oh, we'll have that done for you tomorrow, you actually have to wait till tomorrow. So why that might be frustrating to some people, I enjoy that because it takes that, that pressure of, okay, I have to beat the game. I have to do everything. I can just kind of sit back and let things happen and I don't feel like I'm I'm missing out. I don't feel like I'm any worse for wear and it's a really great game to just hop into for half an hour a day and kind of kick back and relax with, you know, either some fishing or catching some bugs or, you know, hunting around the island for, for anything new. Animal Crossing New Horizons for the Nintendo Switch. All right. Uh, my recommendo for tonight is a little film called Jojo Rabbit, directed by Taika Watiti, starring Roman Griffin Davis, a.k.a. Gabe Jr., Thomasine McKenzie, Scarlett Johansson, Sam Rockwell, and Rebel Wilson. It follows the waning days of Nazi Germany, where a young boy supplants his missing father with an imaginary friend named Adolf Hitler. And he learns the hard way about the vagaries of an uncaring world, while also realizing there is room for joy and empathy in the face of evil. And no, I'm not talking about Trump's America, but I and Taika Waititi might as well be. Uh, This flick pulls no punches when it comes to demonstrating the horrors of war and totalitarianism, but is unequivocal in its defense of goodness and positivity. As with most fairy tales and the eventual lessons learned from history, sometimes you have to laugh and dance through the pain in order to truly live it all. So that is my recommendation. Jojo Rabbit is hilarious, but also deeply moving, and it's just a great movie. All right, Gabe, I think you're up last. I'm going to recommend a movie that I wanted to see in theaters, but it was only in theater for one day in Detroit, so I missed it, but it just got put on Amazon Prime, and I was pleased. That would be Jay and Silent Bob Reboot. It is not even close to as good as any of the other Viewisk Universe movies, but that doesn't mean it's not a great movie, because it is. It's a lot of fun. The callbacks are hilarious. The way that they actually, in a way, do reboot the story is hilarious. It gets meta as hell. It's the kind of movie you have to see every other one to enjoy. It's definitely only good for fans of the Viewisk Universe, but... For the people who love it, they're going to love all the callbacks and all of that and all the fun that ensues. Jay looks weird as hell and it kind of bothers me through the entire movie. And Kevin Smith looks good, which is good for him because it's weird to see him looking so good, but he is. It's not a movie without flaws, but it's a movie that's a lot of fun. And please God, I hope they stop making these because it's a good way to end. (laughs) Jay and Silent Bob Reboot. All right, guys, so that's going to be it for this episode of the Lovecraft Tapes. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Music, Podbean. Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere you download great or podcast. If you like what you hear, please leave us a review. Meanwhile, you can find us at lovecrafttapes.com with links to all our hashtag recommendos and social media channels, including Reddit, YouTube, and our Discord server, where you can chat with us in real time. You can find me on Twitter at Lovecraft Tapes. And if anybody wants to continually congratulate me on how correct I was on this whole situation, you can find me on Twitter at the Real Weird Kid. And if anybody wants to help me pick out which dictator should be my imaginary friend, you can find me at Lovecraft Gabe. You could reach me at Brian Podcasts on Twitter, but I'll be on Discord instead. Until next time, roll for rope. The Lovecraft Tapes Podcast is copyright 2020. For more information and sponsorship opportunities, 
please send email to podcast at thelovecrafttapes.com. Support the Lovecraft Tapes podcast and get access to exclusive content and rewards at patreon.com slash lovecrafttapes. Hey, you. Yeah. <sighs> that was not the... Ew. Is that is that your voice? Hey. Oh. Do you hate your name? Oh, God. I, you know my name? I don't know, but do you hate it? Well, it's uh, Frederica von Pooping Laps. I didn't ask what your name was. I asked, do you hate oh, it? Oh, yes, of course I do. It's uh, Okay, good, because I do, too. Now that you said it to me, I hate it. I don't blame you. It's Mom's fault. Here's my service to you. You give me $10, and I'll walk away. <laughs> but you give me $20, and I'll make fun of your name. Hmm, let me think about this now. $10, walk away, 20 Well, all I have is this 50 Is that no, I'll stay. <laughs> we can hang out, then. For like five minutes. Do some drinks and make fun of my name. Hold on, wait. This $50, do you want me to make fun of your names twice and then walk away? Or how do you want me to do this? How do you want me to split this up? Do you want me to just walk away five times? No, 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 no. Make, make fun of my name, then walk away, then come back and make fun of my name. Okay, okay. But then I'm still here. If you want the extra walk away, I'm going to need another 10. You know, I, I hate to see you go, but I like to watch it go. No, that's not right. How does that work? All right, so your name, Frederick... That's Frederica. a dumb name. Ha ha. Up top, guys. <laughs> You're so right. And that's my service. Call uh Brian, give him your phone number, and then I'll get and then I'll uh I'll make fun of your name for twenty dollars. That's the commercial. How much to make fun of other people's names? If they got a dumb enough name, I'll do it for free. This Bill Smith guy, he's an asshole. Hey, be respectful. Okay, here's twenty bucks. Alright. Bill Smith, more like Dill Pickle. Pickle Rick, haha! Funniest shit I ever seen. All right, Dill Pickle. Broccoli, broccoli. <laughs> Hi, I'm broccoli. Right. Broccoli, I'm, broccoli. Someone gave him twenty bucks to make fun of your name. <laughs> oh, hey, oh, it's broccoli, broccoli over here. Oh yeah, I did do that. I went with him, I believe. That's what I just said. Oh, we'll die there. <laughs> I didn't quite get. Was, was Brian with him or? <laughs> No, but Jack was. Oh, hey, I don't pay attention. Was I with Jack? <laughs> Where you am I in this whole scenario? <laughs> It'll be a long. Nobody night. cares about Rocky. I thought my name was Broccoli. Oh, okay. Yeah, I lied then. My man, when when we did the practice thing, I I used the natural world like four times. It's Mr. Doctor Professor, you have something too to you. Thank you very much. Nobody likes you. No one listens to this show because Rocky is their favorite character. Who's Rocky? Look, my name is Broccoli. We've been over this. <laughs> All right, Professor Cauliflower. Oh boy. He's very faint. Bye, Matt. He's unconscious. He's afraid. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. <laughs> I'm just trying to play the role, okay? Uh-huh. He cares, unlike you. I know. A one, a two. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you're supposed to bite down on it. Yeah, this is Hey, I paid for it. It's uncomfortable. <laughs> Magic. Didn't you say there was an outhouse? Ready? I'll hold a sheet. I'll hold a sheet over it. I'll wave it around. And when we drop it, the gasoline will be in the septic tank. And in its place, we'll find a Bengal tiger. Oh, and then shit, we'll a tiger. A tiger. <laughs> Run! Mwah. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a smooch. Give me a smooch for good luck, Jack. I've got one to... <laughs> Son of a... Oh, God!
Wait a minute, this is cheese whiz. <laughs> it's even worse than <laughs> tear <is>. gas. <laughs> but only after it goes through your body. Yeah, creates tear gas. <laughs> Perpetual tear gas. <laughs> Right. Muppet Babies. So, <laughs> I open it up and just all the Muppet Babies come out. Burn them! Burn them oh, down! They have the severed hand of the puppeteer just flopping around <laughs> up, up inside them. Okay, anywho. <laughs> Kirby! <laughs> Not be rash for weird. Ooh, weirdly. that's a good name for a kid. Rash or rash. rash? Rash. You're right. Could replace the one you got rid of. Oh, I didn't get rid of them. It wasn't mm-hmm. my fault. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <sighs> it's a baby, baby room. <laughs> After it fell in the pool, <laughs> it's just a candy bar. You can make out that she's. I'm not making hot. out with her, guys. Stop pressuring me. <laughs> I don't even know her that well. God, we just met. Roy's like. Two Marlins, you say? Hey, how he goes, you doing? How you doing, ladies? <laughs> you doing aight? 